I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a question for you. Do you feel alone? And aren't we always alone? I think about you know, the way that I have conversations with other people and the way that my close friends felt as children or as teens and how I felt as a child or a teen. And in those early formative years and the way that that has helped shape who we are and what we're doing and how we're showing up in the world. And, And I think that, you know we have this idea that we were the odd one out. We were the one that didn't belong there, that everybody else felt like they should be there. And if you're listening to this right now, raise your hand if you felt like you didn't belong in some friend group at some time in your childhood and in your teen years. Everybody is raising their hand with you. Every single freaking person. And there's also, you know, there is some nuance to this depending on the predominant culture around you if you were not a part of the predominant culture uh, which you know could have something to do with religion or race or a religious practice so there could be a lot of variation with that as well but it really is everyone and we have this deep desire and need to belong and it really does feed our souls it really does help us feel purpose it helps us feel like we're alive when we feel a connection with other human beings it 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 is just it's inside of us and even if you know if you're listening and you lean more towards an introverted side versus an extroverted there's no pros or cons to any of those they're just maybe a, a preference of a way you like to navigate the world and we're all a mixture of all the things it's kind of like the enneagram <laughs> you could you know claim a number as yours but really we're all you know exploring how we can show up everywhere on the enneagram wheel and how different parts of us and experiences are the different numbers all at the same time. 
So introverted, extroverted, right? And how we navigate the world and how we need people or don't need people. And really that we all need people. We all need this human connection. We all need that experience of, of somebody mirroring back to us who we are and how that helps teach us about ourselves. And I think that there is just this communal experience, actually, that a lot of us have had, and we've had it in different ways, which makes it really interesting. But we've had this experience of, of not feeling a sense of belonging, maybe sometime in our life, and especially maybe in our zero to 20 years. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up Mormon and I have a lot of family that's still Mormon as well. We all have a relationship still. Um, there's a lot of people who are Mormon who have left the church and their family has disowned them. And I'm very grateful that that is not the case for me. But I grew up as Mormon in a town that is smaller and it's not have a ton of Mormon people in it. I mean, there's, there's a good handful of people. But because it's not a predominantly Mormon place, I, I definitely felt like an, an odd person out. And I, you know, as, as an oldest child of four children, I definitely come with some oldest child tendencies. <laughs> and, um, and some of those being, you know, rule following, which is probably one of the reasons why I say I'm bending the rules or Mary Oliver's poem about, about, rules and rule breaking and you know it's probably because it's wired into me as as you know this this person I was as an oldest child um, which is also a story right it's also a story of like well what is an oldest child what does an oldest child do it's a story maybe we hear um nature versus nurture right and uh yeah I think um that my childhood as a young Mormon girl definitely had some rules that I was to follow and surrounded by other individuals who who didn't feel as as uh, connected in, in that religious sort of way with me you know definitely made me feel like I was the odd person out. I, I remember being in seventh grade and being at my math table and there was a boy who was talking to me and we were saying something about, about caring for other people. And I remember telling him how I believed that we were all brothers and sisters and how I loved everyone. And and saw people as that and I remember him saying so you love me and I said yeah I love you you're like my brother I kind of really love this <laughs> because I do have a whole lot of love for people and it really truly feels like it's about the people for me in in everything that I do and to kind of think back to the seventh grade Bonnie at this table in Miss Burnett's class and <laughs> having this conversation, um, it makes me really happy, actually. And 
maybe I was an odd person out and maybe I feel that way maybe I don't feel that way in different ways maybe you do and you don't maybe there are certain circumstances where you're like wow that feel amazing or I feel like totally in right now and maybe you don't and and I think I like I remember actually I remember this one boy in high school and he was really smart at math and he seemed really nice he was he was kind of quiet and I remember visiting with him and talking to him and thinking he was kind of cute and I remember one of the girls I remember one of the girls that um I thought was really cool she was like one of the other girls who who I played basketball and volleyball with another athlete and um, athletics was really you know it's always been really important to me and I remember her hearing about that or I had I had told her something and she was just like oh that's so cute and that's the tone of voice that I think I heard her say it in but I don't know and I think for me the way that I heard her respond was like I think I translated it as a story that like he was not necessarily a quote-unquote popular kid maybe I mean there's a lot of question marks in this but I just remember thinking oh I can't I can't like him like I, I remember immediately thinking that and it's really interesting for me to think about that and you know of course a no in some way means a, there's room for yeses in other ways and there's other yeses for me but it was interesting how her response like gave me some sort of pause and the way that we can't control that for each other maybe you've heard me say something and it's given you pause and maybe you've decided to change your mind in some way and then vice versa, right? Like maybe you've said something that I have had that moment. And it's not necessarily good or bad. It's just us being, <laughs> trying to be really aware human beings of, of the way that we play off of each other, the way we listen to each other, the way that we can approach each other with the willingness to change always. doesn't matter who we are, where we're at, if we approach each other with an openness actually here it, it, it can change who we are and that's, that's, that's good things right we can be like in ourselves and be an aware human being and have the choice so let's jump back to the story the story where I decided that I wasn't gonna like this kid and you know we didn't ever do anything together I think I was just kind of probably flirty with him because that's fun. <laughs> and uh, and I kind of decided that that wasn't going to be the thing for me. And, you know, I think it's really this sense of really wanting to belong. And all of us wanting that. I was talking to a friend today who was uh, venturing on a new business thing. And she was feeling really stressed about 
the options coming her way and the things that she needs to figure out. And I just told her, I was like, wait, pause. Like, you know what? You know what sells? You know what brings people to you? It's your joy. It's your joy. And there can be, you know, a variety of marketing and packaging and (laughs) branding techniques. But if you don't believe that what you have to offer brings you joy and brings others joy, it has something that it's giving, like it's gonna be really hard to stay connected to it and to go through those hard moments and and really like really what I hear in her in her comments is this desire for her to belong in this world, for her to have a valid business that's worth people's attention to you know, she's talking about the sacrifice that she needs to make and I said, wait a second, like there's no rush. Like let this unfold and It's about your joy. And I think that for myself, I think maybe, you know, maybe we're chasing things sometimes because we think it will make us belong. Are we chasing, if you're a yoga teacher, are you chasing another certification because you think that will make you belong more in the yoga teaching world? If, if you're a mother, are you chasing another book about how to help get your kids to sleep through the night or, or whatever, you know? Are, I'm, the, sorry. <laughs> I was not a very good book reader for mothering or parenting. I was definitely more conversational. <laughs> this might not come as a surprise since you're listening to a podcast but you know what what are we doing what are you chasing that you think will make you belong more is it a certain relationship is it the looks of somebody in that relationship is it uh, whiter skin darker skin is it a style of clothing is it a job title Is it a haircut? Is it food choice? I think it's an interesting question of what are we chasing and are you chasing it in an effort to belong? And what happens instead? (laughs) What happens instead if we lean into where we find joy? And does where we find joy and if we lean into that actually help us feel less alone? This doesn't mean you're not going to have like long hours by yourself, right? Like I do so much work by myself and I love being around people. And there, there is both. There's like a loneliness to being your own boss for sure. I think during this COVID time, you know, a lot of people are working from home. There's like a sense of not being around people. Um, I mean, I want all the group hugs. <laughs> this is part of the joy of being a yoga teacher. Is I want to, I, I love being able to touch people. I want people to touch me. Like this is like it feels good. We'll talk about consensual touch, right? And I just think it's about the joy. I think it's work to 
stay focused there and it's easy to get lost in the to-dos and and the shoulds and the what-ifs and and maybe the imposter syndrome that that debilitates you rather than helps you ask more questions and it helps you ask more questions to say "Ooh, I'm feeling this and is this because I feel a sense of unbelonging and is this unique to me is this something is this moment something I'm chasing to feel belonging is like this exact moment or 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 what like let's dig in deeper and and so often having the pause moment of coming into your body and where do you feel it and what does it feel like because newsflash you're always alone (laughs) and I'm always alone and if you drive around and you see the cars of people or look out your window and see cars driving by, every single person driving that vehicle is the center of their universe. They have a whole other life and existence and perspective. And like, that's mind blowing. That's mind blowing. And each of those people is alone in their head. Nobody else can be in our head with us. Only we can be in our head. And that is why those connections where we can feel people and we can feel that that soul of another person sometimes that, that is unexplainable. You're like, oh, I, oh, I like it's a knowing in a way, you know, that feels so special because we are alone and because we do want to belong and because we do want this joy and because it is messy to figure out and to ask the questions and and to say, why am I choosing this? And ask why a billion times in a row. You know, bring out our inner, like, five-year-old of asking why. I'm having three kids. I there's <laughs> You ask why, and you ask why, and you ask why. And it's important to have people around us to, to help us sift through those things. So I guess I'm sharing all this with you because... I've been hearing lots of people talk about it and and talking about I think the, the the relationship between belonging and permission and and it's okay. It's okay if you feel alone. It's okay if it feels heavy to figure out okay to be choosing new things and it's okay to be choosing the same things it's okay to figure out and take the time it takes for you to learn what brings you joy I think that's actually imperative it's okay for you to not rush it It's okay for you to love lots of people. And your love for a lot of people does not diminish your love for one person. Your capacity is large. And while I am alone in my head and you are alone in your head in this moment, 
You and I are together. In a weird sort of technological way, yeah. <laughs> and that makes me feel less alone. And that makes me feel more joy. And I guess I'm kind of grateful for the technology of, of today that allows me to be here with you and to have this moment of acknowledgement. I hope that you feel brave. I hope that you find those things that you can choose that bring you closer to feeling more like you. And we'll talk to you soon. Mwah.